Live from the 215, this is Wrestle Cave. I am Ace Porter here with the 30 case and my man Pat with the facts. Did you miss us? It's been a while. It's been a while, man. I miss you guys, man. Pat, what's going miss on, you man? Too, Pat? too sweet me, Pat. I ain't too sweet too my sweet man Pat. Pat in a while. My man Case in the building, man. What'd I miss? Shit, a lot of shit. What'd I miss, where, man? Where have we been? I've been on vacation been with Pat. Right? Me yeah, and Pat yeah, been, yeah, been. Casey like, and I have been traveling the world. We, well, what's shit. your excuse? What's your excuse? Hey man, like we haven't been here. Like me and Pat haven't been here because me and Pat have been around doing shit. What What yeah, the man. hell is your? I've been. You're all right. You're okay. I've we'll let you slide. Trying you to get better at the things that we need. You've been to holding better. it down. You've been holding it down. Hey man, we all been <laughs> holding it down, man. But that's why you know you need a strong team. You know when you go through things in life, you know. When you drop the ball, or before you drop the ball, you have good people, your good brothers, that make sure Pick that the ball up. keep rolling and you keep going, going on. Last time I seen you, you didn't case, drop it; you just bounce past it to us. Yeah, that's, 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 we never <laughs> drop the ball at Wrestle Cave. Wrestle Cave is bulletproof. I.e., uh, we have merch coming. Uh, we have some bulletproof vests coming. We have some hoodies coming. We've got a couple. Of things we're not coming. kidding. We're getting those. We're getting those for sure. <laughs> like people think we're kidding. Like when we post that shit, we're getting those vests. That's like if you if you yeah. want one, yeah. laugh now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know what I'm saying? But last time we were together, we were at the Raising the Bar um, show, man. Shout out to Trizzy. Shout out to everybody involved. Uh, man, there's too many wrestlers to name off the top of my head I right can now. try. You ready? I've been sipping Henny. I can Please, try. But shout so out to we, Michael B. Jones. Who Michael be B. Jones. Michael Jesus couldn't be able to hold him, it down for him. you. We had a lot of wrestlers that we met. We had the pleasure. I mean, we know a few of them. Mr. Grimm. We had yeah. uh, Frank, new champion, Mr. Grimm. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, Frankie Picard with his girl Adriana out there. Uh, Mitch Valent, we uh, DJ Hyde was there. TJ Crawford, Kyler Khan, Sasha Jenkins, Miles the Millennium, Miles Millennium, Beefcake, Tim Taylor, Jay George, Velvet Thunder, yeah. <laughs> um, Coach the Coach was there. Coach Mamone made an appearance attacking somebody. We say GT. Well, uh, did we say uh, JT Funk? We said JT. JT Funk. How the hell could I forget JT Funk? JT, JT Funk. Funk was there. Uh, Matt, we we saw Matt Tremont in the house. He was there. What's my guy? He was uh, just hanging out, talking. What's Great my guy, guy with the suit. My guy with the suit. The guy has the best tights I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, the guy with the, the, the oh oh that was uh the Tim Taylor. Yeah, Tim Taylor. Yeah, 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 I said him. He won the triple threat. Yeah. Uh, but basically, yeah. Last you heard, I wasn't here, but you guys were sat down with Trizzy. Um, he basically not basically he did put on this event, raise the bar <laughs> wrestling, which yeah. we are so grateful, humble, I'm thankful. So grateful. That he invited us, Trizzy. Thank you so much for all the hospitality. We're proud partners to be to be linked up with Trizzy too. Yes, man. yes, okay. yes, yes. If you go over to our YouTube page, we just dropped the first video from that. Yeah, uh, from Raise the Bar. We'll be dropping every week. We'll be dropping a new interview from all the wrestlers. Uh, we talked to like five or six. We talked to we talked we to a good amount. Pretty much everybody. Pretty much everybody that was there. Yeah. yeah. At the same time. Um, but overall, before we get into it, what oh, were your thoughts? Oh, yeah, DJ, oh. DJ, shout out to DJ, shout too. out to DJ Hyde, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't win, but you know, good shout, good showing. Um, absolutely. before we get into it, uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, Russell K Podcast. We just did a live, um, we just went live a little bit ago. We did an interview with, uh, guitarist for In the Presence of Wolf, Chris Capitanio. So you can check out that band. You can check out that podcast coming very soon, probably Sunday or Monday. We'll probably drop that. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, Twitter, everything, Stitchers, Spotify, everything. We're Every, back. We're man. back. We're back. I jump radio, in. man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so what were your thoughts overall on the show, the Raise the Bar show? I think the show was really, really good. Um, I was definitely entertained. Uh, being as though that was our first, you know, 
wrestling event that we were, you know, in partnership with. Yeah, on site with. We had our backdrop. The kids loved our backdrop. That was awesome. Um, shout out to uh, Britt Brad for making that for us as well as doing our cars nice. for um, you know it was a great look uh, man as far as the champion the champion uh, Grammy fucked my hand up in the, in the interview so that was you know that was <laughs> scary since it's uh, you know I made it I, I, I forgot about that I, I gotta I gotta move in I kind of made an appearance in a match Oh yeah, I she slapped did. the shit out of Miles Millennium. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one of the loudest chops <laughs> of the night for sure. <laughs> I will take this moment to personally apologize to Miles Millennium for getting his name wrong yes, the entire yes. evening. I kept thinking he was Miles Millennial. <laughs> well, the guy, the announcer behind us said it. Yeah. Oh, oh. I thought I just misheard. That. I heard it. Because I would never yeah, say that. I just but I would like, apologize. Okay, he's a millennial. Too. He's being a dipshit. Miles, I would, I, I would also like to apologize to you as well because. Please, Miles, come through the show and please let. Educate my uh, fellow co-hosts on how to pronounce your name exactly, but we're going to take full responsibility. But we're going to blame the announcer that was in the right. But right shout out, but shout guy. out to Miles. He did get yeah. pick up a win that night yes, against yes, Sasha yes. Jenkins. Um, and I also apologize. I gave him a pretty, pretty stiff chop. <laughs> Sasha <laughs> was Sasha loud. was Sasha was holding him, and I uh, was parading him around the ring to the fans to do some chops. <laughs> I might have went a little overboard. I'm sorry, Miles. Full you chop. won. You won. Yeah, man. You still you ate that chop, Miles. You know what I'm saying? What was your match of the night? Because there was a few. The triple threat with Tim Taylor, Jay George, and Beefcake was probably one of my favorites. It's definitely one of my favorites. Tim Taylor's a little, uh, he's got a little redneck character. Beefcake is exactly what he sounds like. He's about six foot five, hairy dude. He likes beef. Beef. And he likes all about the beef. Yeah. Hey. I mean, I I really enjoyed that. I mean, Tim Taylor probably had the best single that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that that single was definitely one of the best ones I've ever seen. Um, It had to be between... uh, Man, Miles had a really good match. Uh, man, TJ, that's TJ my had a, a great match. Him and Kyler Khan. Ooh, Kyler Khan was dope. Um, uh, he was one of the participants in the uh, runner up. Yeah. Yep. For the uh, WWE the cruiserweight. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, I mean, the main event was was great. Great um, between Grimm and, and Frank. I mean, Frankie Picard. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Adriana took a shot too. Adriana yeah. took a shot. Jesus Christ! I talked to her about that. That was sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, she took a shot, and then she also took the dive too, didn't she? When uh, yes, Frankie took the dive over the top and hit both of them. I yeah, think, yeah, I believe, man. right? Yeah, yep. that was that was awesome. I also, uh, Mr. Funk, he had a great match as well. I mean, it was a, it was a great card. I mean, I, I really really was impressed um, at that being his first uh, show. Um, the talent, uh, the matches. Uh, I was I was definitely entertained by it. It's kind of hard to pick which one because I, I like I like different ones for different reasons. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, sure. I love Mr. Funk. That's my guy. He came up dancing. Best, best drop um, kick in the business. Dra- drop kick is insane. Um, I felt like uh, I love the defense that uh, TJ. TJ, I, 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 yeah. DJ, I, I love that. I love. Shout that out match. to TJ making his debut for Impact Wrestling. It's awesome, man. That was awesome, man. Shout out, shout out to you, bro. Um, great, great um, entertainer. I love the gimmick. I love I love. Uh, you know, the speed of the match. Uh, but uh, the main event, fucking hard-hitting, man. Jesus, man. Um, Grim, that finisher. Whoo! Something, something else. Uh, Frankie, when I was talking to Frankie when he was at uh, CZW, and he was telling me, I was like, yo, um, you know, how do you go about striking and all this other stuff? And he was like, man, listen, man. We don't hold back. We don't hold punches. So, you know, to see him actually live and them going toe-to-toe and those, some of those shots, some of those chops... Um, his girl took some of them hits, like we said. I mean, it was it was it was heavy, man. It was definitely heavy. So I don't I don't know, man. I, I don't know which one would you would you say? 
The two, the two that were probably my favorite were the triple threat with Beefcake, Jay George, and uh, Tim Taylor. Because that was just fun, when, especially when they were just tossing Tim back and forth. <laughs> His singlet, which is just a denim overall singlet, which is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then he comes out later when we interview him in a, a, a freaking like tailor-made suit. Like the dude is just he's flawless. Like money. it was he's great. Money. He's, he's mo- exactly money. he's money. Definitely. And um, even when he kept a character, we were interviewing him too. So check out that. That's coming soon. My other match would probably be Kyler Khan and T.J. Crawford. Yeah. Uh, TJ, uh, definitely shout out to him. He's part of the Beach Bums, which I believe that that's how he debuted on Impact with the uh, as a tag team. Um, I don't know if it's if it's gonna be on TV or if it's just a a dark match or whatnot. But shout out to him for hey, we, man, oh, you were there we missed him. We missed him by a day, Pat. We missed him by a day to catch him three weekends in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but him and Kyler Khan, I thought had one of the better matches that night. Um, TJ, his gimmick is really cool he's got the defense the basketball gimmick which is different um because he implores that with the defense the three-point shot the n1 um when the guy's outside the ring and he's playing defense when they're trying to come in that's freaking hilarious it's awesome i haven't seen that before kyler khan his music grabbed me right away yeah his music grabbed me right away and And then attitude his attitude exactly just love I care, and then the way those two work so well together in the ring just it was just a beauty to watch yeah that was, that was my favorite. I like Miles a lot too. Um, I think Miles is uh, he has a great character great in look. the ring. Great look. Reminds me of Seth Rollins. Maybe that's why. Like I, I, I feel like you know I, I constantly keep bringing him up. But Miles, well, he looks like Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely do. Definitely remind me of Seth, man. But um, he still, you know, he has his own move set, his own look. His his, his, his entrance is, is really really dope. I like I like the detail and, and his style, the leather jacket. And, and the tights as well. And he could take a hell of a fucking chop, especially from Casey, you know what I'm saying? So that was definitely dope. But um yeah, man, it was a great it was a great night. And shout out to Frank, because I seen that he's he's definitely um he's moving on to, to different promotions and traveling a little bit more. So shout out to you, Frankie, and shout out to your girl too. Um I believe she's just a, she's a champion as well. She's wearing she a wearing a title. Um so yeah, I mean I I've definitely you know, um, and the performances, there was some dope performances as really well. Really, all the guys over there, because yeah. I know JT's been around. JT, I believe, just went to Tennessee over the weekend mm-hmm. wrestling. He went from Jersey the night before to going to New York and then going to Tennessee. So he's been yeah. all over. Oh, yeah. TJ's been all over. Uh, Beefcake's been all over. There have all, all these guys are just really getting around, and, and they all have talent. So and and really, Trizzy really has happy. another show coming up, too. Payback is coming up, too, I think December 14th. December 14th or 15th. I believe, yeah, yeah, around there. But we're going to get it right, um, you know what I'm saying? But it's definitely, if you haven't been out to Razor Bar, definitely come out to Razor Bar. Um, those, even as simple as, you know, interview interviewing a TJ, you know, he's, you know, a week later, two weeks later, he's he's an impact. If you come see these guys, you're, you're going to see them going places. Um, this t- very talented um, young gentleman, and um, I was just happy to be there and be a part of it and, and um, had an opportunity to interview these guys, you know what I'm saying? So that was definitely awesome. Just to give the correct information, Saturday, December 15th. 15th. Yep, so Saturday, December 15th, raise the bar. We will be there again. We will be there once again. If you want to come out, say hi to your boys. Um, And Grim, Grim, I'm bringing my title this time. You can bring your title, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to squeeze my hand. I'm coming to get some payback on your ass, too. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't say any of that, Grim. That was Ace Porter. Just so you know, me and Pat are out of this, Grim. Bring the body back for Ace. Oh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked how they uh, tied in the, the the performances as well. Yeah, there was really a couple really performances. Um, yeah. The one actually at intermission was pretty cool because Pat didn't use 
I think it was you or Mike when we were sitting there talking. They're like, oh, well, how are they going to wrap this up and get this back into wrestling? And that's when Coach Mamone came out right at the end and just attacked the one yep. uh, Chris. When Chris <laughs> was performing, just attacked him yeah, and got right awesome. back into the wrestling, which was awesome in it such was, a good way awesome to jump right back into yeah. the, to the action. Shout, so, out, the book and shout, shout the book. out to the book and shout out to Trizzy. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to uh, crap. Uh, it, it's escaping my mind. What was the young man? The the young man who performed. I cannot tell you his um, name. If the fourteen year old. Fourteen year old. Uh, man, I cannot tell you, sir. Do you remember? No, I remember. I'm sorry, Trizzy. Well, I'm trying to look it up. <laughs> Ace is gonna look it up while I while I do this. Um, but so we went from raise the bar wrestling. We were all there. We had a great time. So make and it was a great night. And like Pat said, you said the fifteenth. December 15th, Saturday. December 15th, Saturday will be there. You better be there. Uh, where is that? Williamstown, New Jersey. Same place, yes. correct? Um, so we went from there. And then the next week, Pat, where did me and you go? We kept we, going. We, we're taking this tour on the road. Me and Pat are we're th- we pretty much we're trying to go to as many places as we can go, Pat. Take them through. Where we go next week? So next week, we went to October Slam Fest at the Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company. S- I... Came across it on Facebook. And the first thing I noticed when I got there was just the environment was what I love. It's just not your typical, you know, wrestling venue where just a bunch of seats with a ring in the middle. They had it completely set up so that, you know, pallets of of beer and whatnot were the uh, backdrop for the entrances. It was a really exciting not to interrupt you, Pat, the, the young man I'm talking about, his name is Knowledge. He's 14 years old. He's been traveling all over the world performing. He's amazing. Keep going. <laughs> oh, but anyway, um, to go off what you're saying, the backdrop of it was was amazing, like having all the pallets of beer and everything around. Like we literally walked, when I met you there, we're in the front. We're just sitting at a bar having a beer. I'm outside getting food from the food truck. We're sitting there talking. All of a sudden, they raise up this door, and we what do we walk into? We walked into a fucking wrestling ring. It was awesome. <laughs> what were your some of the, some of your favorites of that night? Because we we did have some good good quality wrestling that night. Yeah, from you know from top to bottom, it was one of the more solid cards for you know, lack of a better term, smaller promotion. Uh, you know the. The two bigger names on the card were obviously Impact Wrestling's Falaba and KM, uh, current tag team. <laughs> the uh, it just astounds me sometimes how excited people get to see Falaba. You know, I, I eventually everybody ate him. him up too. He he was right. the fan favorite that night too. Yes, he was. That that was probably that was one of the loudest reactions of the evening and f- for the duration of the match and. I'll just fast forward to the end real quickly. I, I, I mentioned to you it would be cool to have you know this go to multiple breweries and have, have more wrestling going on in each one, and they decided to create a, a brewery's championship. So the this craft, particular evening, beer championship, yep. yep. So this particular evening, it was 2SP Brewery versus Mishamini Creek Brewery. Both, I, I both just local think, for us here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. If you guys listen to us outside, very, very good breweries here in Philadelphia. So, if I don't, anything you know to make the any any way to think outside the box, even when it comes to your venue, you know, I'm all I'm all for it, and I 
I definitely suggest anybody go to their next one. I think it's March. Probably March. They said yeah. they're going to do it twice a year, March and October. But to your point, right at the end there, um, yeah, it was 2SP. So basically the main event was the owner of WrestlePro seemed to be who was uh, putting on the event. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I believe, what was his name? Um, I'll never remember. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible with names right now. Uh, but the the main event, the, the the 2SP were backing one end of the main event, and we had uh, the Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company backing the other main event, uh, the other end of the main event. So Neshaminy Creek ended up winning. Uh, the Lager City Loudmouth, who's their guy who works, I, I guess he works yeah. there, right? 2SP won it first. That's right, yeah. that's right, that's right. And then, so after the, the whole thing was over. started the match. That's right, the referee started the match because uh, they cheated and came out. Um, and then Wissa, or Wissa, I keep saying Wissa Hicken, uh, cause that's the other brewery by us, Pat, yeah. uh, the Chamonix Creek, they ended up winning after the match, Hot Sauce, who's the, who's the wrestler that Hot representing, sauce. uh, the Chamonix Creek, he turns on the, La- the Lager City Loudmouth, setting up their next show, um, who was it that came out, do you remember, from the other brewery? I don't remember. I believe it was one from New York, um, it was a brewery from New York. Um, and it's one that I drink and I, and I do know of it, but this was a couple, yeah, what, three, I know it's three not weeks Hudson ago. Valley Brewery. I no, no, no. Valley. I would know it if I remember, but, um, yeah. not there, there was a one tag team on the card. It, I just kind of had a light bulb moment. I found it amusing. There's, there's Jose and Hosby. <laughs> that was something I was going to bring up. One of my favorite gimmicks of the night. One of my favorite gimmicks I've ever seen, and it was hilarious. Like you said, Jose as in Jose, but Hose, J-O-S-A, and then J-O-S-B, Hose-B. That was hilarious. And then what do we have? Like the, um, who else was on the card? We had a lot of good guys. So there's Penelope Ford versus, yes. uh, right, you know, fresh off of her appearance at All In. And, you know, since this weekend, NWA 70, her, she had a match against Jazz, uh, that was, but that was that was actually one of the weaker matches on the card. She was yeah, against. She was with somebody who was pretty green. Gabby Ortiz, who, yeah. who it looked like it was one of her. She was pretty green, and she, it was one of her more newer, more. And, and she's where she needs to be. That's where she's going to learn. Exactly, but after the match, you know, they embraced and Penelope put her over and everything, raised her hand and like pointed to her and said, "This girl's got it." Like, but like you said, we have Fala Ba, we had KM, we had Penelope Ford, we had TJ Crawford, who we just saw. There was the six man tag with like the beach guys and the dorky guy. That that, that was one great. I had a lot of fun with. Yes, that was great, especially the guy that was dressed up like the one dude from Days of Confused. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and the so the surfer guy. Um, I'm trying to think of what else happened. There was a couple other matches. Pretty much every match, like I, I uttered to you a few times that this was one of the more fun wrestling events I've ever been to. Absolutely. At one takeaway, you want to get heat for yourself, just insult people for drinking beer in a brewery and they'll get right on your ass. Exactly. That was the go-to from all the wrestlers, just calling us fat pieces of shit because we, <laughs> we, uh, we were, you know, sitting there drinking beer and having a good time. Um, the funny thing is like all these guys, are so freaking talented. Like, I was not expecting to have so much fun at this show. Because we, yeah, we literally either. bought tickets. I bought tickets that morning, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we were talking about it. And I cannot wait to go to the next one. And I want, I'm want. i going to make sure that I post it in the group that everyone gets there because it is one of the funnest things. Um, I can't wait. It's it's uh, it's can't come soon enough. Yeah, my calendar's <laughs> marked. My calendar's marked, too. 
sometime in March, right? Yep. Yeah, so the Chamonix Creek Brewing Company October Slam Fest was a massive hit with us. That was stop number two for me and Pat. So, so let's we went fast from, forward another We went from days. Raise the Bar in New Jersey. Then we go to the, the Chamonix Creek Brewing Company in Croydon, Pennsylvania. Stop number three, week number three, we go to... Impact Wrestling, Bound for Glory in Queens, New York. Melrose at the Melrose Ballroom. Pat, take it away. So, the quite a miserable trip to New York, I My assume. fault. <laughs> yeah, for not listening to me. My, <laughs> it's guys, if you're ever in a car with Pat, listen to Pat. Okay? Yeah. Just listen to Pat. <laughs> Don't listen to Waze. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you the, want me to tell that story, or you went to Which one? <laughs> The one of getting there? Sure. Yeah, yeah. you were the driver, so you, I, you have a lot more emotional investment. I like driving, but I hate New York. All right? But I also hate public transportation. <laughs> so I volunteered to drive us there. Which, in theory, would have been fine had I listened to Pat on the way there. But I decided, I'm going to listen to Waze. Which, for about the first... Until we got about... Tw- what? We were about basically a half... 20, we got to basically, until we were about 20 minutes away. Uh, 20 minutes, a half hour away, went smoothly. Exactly. We were almost there. Then we're trying to get through Manhattan. We're trying to get through New York. Right about around Central Park. And every freaking single street that I have to turn down is blocked off. Then we, they're like, okay, we'll go around. We'll go around Central Park. And we'll go through. And we'll cut through one of the, the cut-throughs on 69th. Nope, can't do that. That's blocked off. Every single corner I try to turn down, there's a cop. So everywhere I'm going. And you know ways. It just keeps taking you in a fucking circle. So we went through probably, what, twice in a circle? Yeah. New York took a nice little view, a little scenic route. And me, you're trying to talk me off the ledge because I want to kill somebody. Because <laughs> I hate being in New York. Nothing against people. I just hate being in I just hate it. Love it. Love you guys, but I hate it. Um, <laughs> finally, we, I don't know how, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go this way. You figure it out. Pull up your phone. Finally got to the Queensboro Bridge. Finally got in Queens. Finally could actually park and drink a fucking beer, which was all I wanted to do. And uh, where do we go? It was, uh, I don't know the name of the lager. Place, it was right lager and something. It was something and lager, lager and something, which was really good food. Um, literally right across the street on the corner from Melrose Bar- Ballroom. F- and then we finally get in the building, Pat. Finally. And then there's the last bad part of the evening where... The <laughs> this trip just started off bad. Yeah. And <laughs> so I purchased floor seats for this event, and we got put up on the damn balcony, which the seats turned out all right. I'm not going to lie, but that is infuriating when you buy something and you don't get it. So, and that's something I'm actively disputing right now because I'm Any update? sitting with <laughs> <laughs> no update yet. My credit card company talked to me yesterday. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't be paying more to sit with general admission. I know. Well, and good, simple. And good thing for me being a dick and telling those people to get out of our seats. Because yeah. <laughs> they put us up top, which was fine, but they didn't really have a whole lot of, uh, you know, people really knowing what was going on. I asked the security guard, and they didn't even know what was going no, on, the, really. the venue was fucking That close. would probably be the only real... That's even more infuriating when the venue's fucking close. Yeah. I feel like that's the one bad thing I would say about Bound for Glory. Yeah. Other than that, I had a yeah, great time. Yeah, the seat, you know, the, the seats wound up being, you know, for what they were, really good. The way it's set up, the, this balcony was basically maybe like 10 or... 15 feet above the top turnbuckle. So it was almost like having people right in front of you. 
Yeah, if you go on our Facebook page and look at all the pictures we posted, me and Pat took those pictures. Like, those are from us. Those are not from Impact. Like, we were right above uh, the top, the first row. I mean, Rich Swan was actually throughout the night coming up and was behind us throughout the night, uh, yep. coming to check out some of the matches and coming out to uh, check out his wife's uh, vignette or story they did. Um, but this was my first Impact show. I know, Pat, you've been to a couple before. Mm-hmm. I had an absolute blast, and I already told you I can't wait to go to the next one. Yep. Um, do you want to jump into it? Yeah, we're going to Nashville. <laughs> we're going to Nashville. I'm in. I've always wanted to go to Nashville. I've never been yet, yeah. so uh, I'm in. That's the next one, right? The next show they're doing? Yep. So, uh, first match? First, first match uh, was Rich Swan and his mystery tag partner, which wound up being Willie Mack, from his recent match with Cody for the NWA World Championship. Not even now, his most recent match. Yeah. After he is, that. He is now your NWA national champion. Yes. After Billy Corgan revived that championship. Good to see that, too. Kudos. And I like that championship belt. Me, too. Uh, against Matt Seidel and Ethan Page, another newbie to the Impact roster. I want to say those two signings, by or not signings, I don't know if they're doing that or just per appearance, but bringing in Willie Mack and Ethan Page, those are two really good talents that aren't going to necessarily bring people outside in but the people that currently watch are going to talk about those two absolutely um even the way ethan page's character is built in with matt seidel right now um i thought it worked perfectly and beautifully especially in that tag team match um rich swan and willie mack you can tell they have a whole lot of chemistry together um willie really stole the show for me i felt like he really made it his no pun intended, Impact, Impact. <laughs> on uh, his first debut in Impact there. Um, he did, right off the bat, he had that spot outside where we noticed how little room we had outside the ring. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I thought that that match was just a really good way to kick off the event and really good way to introduce uh, Willie Mack into the fold for Impact Wrestling. Tag team matches, period, are generally a good way to start a wrestling show. Just something to get the crowd excited before... Moving on to bigger things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, now next we had uh, Eli Drake's Open Challenge. So, uh, going into this show, a lot of rumors circulated about a certain someone making an appearance on the show. Chris Jericho. Jericho. <laughs> uh, going in, I assumed him answering the Open Challenge was too easy, but he would appear elsewhere. I would later be proven wrong anyway. But I'd never seen James Ellsworth get the reaction he did, but I can only... They were saying fuck you, Ellsworth, most of the time, weren't they? Pretty much right away. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, I I blame that purely on people getting overhyped about Jericho making an appearance. So... Well, once people get it stuck in their mind, it's there's no way to not. Yeah, yeah. once they're committed. (laughs) It made sense. The impact is going to be on his cruise. His cruise is at the end of the month. He's... Technically, I guess, New York area because his dad played in New York. I guess he was technically born in New York. So it made sense. All the all the lines were drawn, but, yep. you know, we didn't get it. Yep. And his ex-girlfriend was the princess of Stan. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, yes. you're talking about Jericho. My bad. Yeah, I was talking about Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that was a good line, though, uh, from, from Ellsworth because he's actually not from New York. I think he's from Maryland. Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely not. That was a good one. But, Oh, and then f- after that, after the New York crowd, we all shit all over Ellsworth. Ellsworth got dropped. Um, then 
it was before that it was the first part of james ellsworth actually making some history this week first wrestler to appear for impact wwe and the nwa all in the same week so how about that (laughs) so eli drake wanted another challenger so brought up hall newly inducted hall of famer abyss the monster who we haven't seen i don't think we've seen him all year so, no, I was then, I was glad to see him. And yeah. then Abyss came out and put Eli through a table, and that was a great spot. I think I have a, I think I took a picture of him of Abyss standing tall over Eli there. Mm-hmm. Um, good spot. I mean, obviously we were me and you were a little disappointed. We were expecting Jericho. Um, I mean, I think for a big pay per view like this, it was a little bit of a letdown. Not not because it was Abyss, obviously. Yeah. Because Abyss is a Hall of Famer. Abyss is Impact Wrestling TNA. He yeah, is He's that the company. one guy you say the world of that um, So that's not why I'm going to say it's a letdown. Not because of him. I Only because I, just like everyone else, had their expectations built up. Because we just built them up ourselves. Um, that, I just felt like this is supposed to be their biggest show of the year. Felt it would have been a good time to introduce a new wrestler. Um, if even if it wasn't Jericho, yeah. Um, I thought it would have been a good time for that. Um, may, maybe not Ellsworth. <laughs> no. Um, what do we have next, Pat? Uh, Taya Valkyrie challenging Tessa Blanchard for the Knockouts Championship. That was probably one of my top two matches of the night. Yep, I have that up there. And I would say one of my favorite Taya Valkyrie matches. I could agree with that. Let's say you know the highlight spot for me in that match was that. Uh, that code breaker in, in the corner. Off the second rope? Yep. Or that she does? Yep. I, I really like that because it was after she did the other, um, the move that you don't like. Uh, oh, her, her hammer lock DDT. <laughs> yeah, her hammer yeah, lock DDT. I, I just don't, don't think like. it, it looks good when Tessa does it. It, it does it, good up until the execution, up until the finish. Yeah. It looks like the setup looks good until, like you said, yeah, when the it's plant. When she goes down. Yeah, when she has to plant, the person now looks a little awkward. So I think I do like the code breaker off the second rope as a finish. It really works well. And the way she executes it works really well. That match between those two, it just showed like those are two of the best outside of WWE. And I would even put both of those up with anybody in WWE, to be honest with you. It's definitely one of the best impact women's matches in a while. And that's not disparaging any of the other women. No, no. They haven't had like a hot women's match in a while. I would say since I've tuned back in over the past probably I guess since the beginning of the year I would say this has been my favorite match that I've seen mm. um, let alone because I like both of them individually but also what they did in the ring um, Tessa is just on fire right now I'm pretty sure right she she faced Brian Cage recently too she she did um, and she and had then an she Iron also, match with Mercedes I was just going to say 75 minute Iron Man match too Iron Woman match whatever you want to call it so she's set in history like left and right, like wrestling, like I just said, wrestling Brian Cage. She's wrestling seventy-five minute Iron Man match against Mercedes Martinez, right? Like she's she's women's wrestling right now inside WWE. Like yeah. that, like she's setting the precedent of, and I and I actually just listened to her on busted open, uh, busted open, um, and she kept saying she's like I don't deserve to be here, and everything. They're like why? I'm like she's like she's like because I haven't done anything. She's like I had a name, but like the name can only get you in the door. You know, at the end of the day, if you if you can't work, you can't work. Yeah, and she's up the joint. exactly, and she said something that really I thought was great. I think, I think Magnum said it, or her grandfather, or someone said it to her after one of the first times she got in the ring in front of her family. She said, "You're not good, but you got it, and we're gonna get you there." 
And I think like that, that was cool. And she said that's one of the things that stuck with her. And like that's really cool to have like someone who's been in the business say that to you, regardless of if it's like a family member or not. Like to like keep you humble, but also say like you have it. You're not good. You're not there. But we're gonna get you there. And she said that has made her work so much harder. And even her not getting signed by WWE, she said, has made her work so much harder. And it yeah, she fucking on shows, man. She said she wants to travel the world, and she's doing it. She's killing it right now. And at the end of the day, she won with that second rope code breaker. Phenomenal match. Pat, what else we got? Uh, so we had the advertised match of Eddie Edwards versus Moose. That was <laughs> quickly uh, cut off by interference from... Killer Cross and T- Tommy Dreamer, uh, resulting in a tag team match. Cool to see Tommy come out too for that. Yeah, so I actually he was another one of my picks for the open challenge because he didn't specify New York City; he just said New York. So he's from he's from Yonkers. Um, it would have made sense too. This is one of the matches I don't remember as much of. Um, it's because it wasn't too much going on. It was just kind yeah. of. Um, a match because they have sort of that storyline going and you had the two on one and you had to bring somebody else out to help. But I mean, just like you, I, we were there. I don't really remember much else. The only thing I really remember is Eddie bringing out the kendo stick and really going crazy. Yeah. That was really it. Oh no. The spot with the beer. You remember the beer spot? Was it Tommy or was it Tommy or Edward took Eddie took the beer from the fan. I think it was pretty sure it was a beer put it in his mouth. And I think he's, Oh, spit it in the Tommy's mouth. In the Tommy's mouth. And then Tommy spit, spit it in the killer cross. Yep, that was disgusting. Yeah, that, that was nasty. That was disgusting. <laughs> they both should go get themselves yeah. checked out for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bodily that was fluid cool. exchanges are not something I necessarily want on a wrestling show. Uh, <laughs> so, to no. put it like, just to put it blunt. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So. Uh, but Tommy and Eddie won that one, correct? If I remember correctly. Yes, they did. Um... Was the next one the OG match? No, it was the six man tag with That's the, right, that's with right. OVE, Brian uh what you call it, Brian Cage, Pentagon, and Phoenix. This one was just like wall to wall, like nonstop. Yeah. Flip, flip, like just every there was constantly something going on in this match. Yeah. And I think the one that really got me was when they were all doing um this Crap. I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Dave or the other Chris brother? Um, they were doing like all the super kicks back to back to back, and I think he did the pile driver on Penta, I think. After they were all doing back to back to back moves. Uh, do you remember that oh, sequence at all? So I thought it was Sammy who got. Who, it, I've never seen one of the Chris brothers do a pile driver on Pentagon to the okay. best of knowledge. Maybe I'm, mis- I'm definitely but, misremembering them. But, but you know, OVE, they needed a win here. They've. Yeah. They've come up short most of this feud with the Lucha Brothers. Now, this has gone on most of the year, so hopefully they can move on. Uh, we do need <laughs> challengers for the tag team championships. There hasn't been a defense in quite some time. So hopefully this allows you know, at least at least something to start up. We'll see with uh, upcoming tapings what they decide to do now that the next match is supposedly resolved. I'll, this I'll say first. It was LAX versus the OGs. The it was a, a concrete jungle death match. Did you and, see any of that, Ace? Nope. So <laughs> it's something that w- sounded 
cool in concept, but the execution of it, it didn't quite pan out the way it was supposed to. I was going to say the same thing. Um, so the idea of this match was to rip up all the mats so that it was just the exposed plywood, but there was nothing holding the plywood in place. So anytime anybody moved around in that ring, plywood would literally just pop out of place. Oh, shit. And at one point, the refs pulled some of it out. Like they and said screw it. <laughs> oh god! It was like we were actually. But, but like, was I was worried about Hernandez people. got busted open pretty early, really early off those yeah. uh, the trash can shot. Yeah. Right. And then he took a didn't he take a double suplex off the top too? Somebody did. That was not like that match was not pretty, man. It was a real like Pat said. It was a really really good idea. The execution was. I was worried at some points that people were going to get really hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, it was a really good idea. Bodily Just don't do it again. Bodily fluids and you know ply- wood and shit. And shout out to Richie. <laughs> Hopefully this was justice for you. <laughs> I hope so, so too, Richie. So I preferred their. I personally preferred their match at Slammiversary over this one. Me their, too. Yeah, you know, their regular street fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ne- just like with the previous match, everybody just needs to move on. <laughs> It's time. I mean, like you said, that storyline has been wrapped up for almost the whole year. Yeah, and, and that's um, been a big compliment for Impact this year. Very long stories. Yes. That kept, that the, oh, keep going. Go ahead. So, but most of these stories have hit or passed their climax, so yeah. they, they do need to move on. That's what I was going to say. As far as the tag team division goes, there it, it, it's time, but it's who's next is the problem. Mm-hmm. Who's next in that tag team division? Yep. Yep, they were building up the Desi Hit Squad for a while, but they decided I, they, to break them up. I was, I was just going to say, what the hell is going on with that? <laughs> yeah. um, next up. The controversial main event. Wait, well, you could, the alley thing. Oh, yeah. The yeah, Undead World. Yep. I figured out why they put that in. I was like, yeah, they got to put the ring back together. So they, yeah. so they need something to keep the audience distracted. Yeah. Uh, take it. I mean... I love this. I, I it was basically like watching a little mini horror movie, really. Yeah, yeah it's something. What's like the legacy of the Hardys and their, you know, their broken, you know, their broken universe. Yeah, it's it was a branch off it, of that. It's it's a new, th- you know, they, it's a standard now. People do stuff like this. Yeah, and it works really well with Sue's character, mm-hmm. and then tying Rosemary into it, the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I, I I was such a mark with Rosemary. I know you I, you I were, you were loving so that. <laughs> the thing was, the people that got it there got it. Mm-hmm. The people that didn't get it, didn't get it. Because they probably don't watch all the time like the people next to us, which we won't get into. Yeah, they were, they, <laughs> I will, they I will remain I'll nameless. No, not you. I was referring to the actual people next to us at the show. Oh, shit. The, yeah, the, no, we're like, not talking about you, Ace. <laughs> dude, like, that was the one thing. Like The people Guilty. that sat, sat next to us were just like chanting, like trying to start a ricochet, ricochet chant at Tessa. And I'm like, first of all, she doesn't date him anymore. She dates yeah. Daga, who's fucking awesome. And like, no, Tessa don't. in her own right is fucking awesome. So yeah, stop yeah. disrespecting no, her like that. And, that. and that's any female wrestler, period. Yes. Stop, stop disrespecting. their man's name. Something. Yeah. yeah. Like, what they were chanting like a couple other things, but like, they were, just, I was just like, shut up. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. I didn't let it bother us. I didn't let yeah. it bother us. We got through it. We had a great time. Um, As always. Now we can get to the main event, which you do a little backstory before. Yeah, we gotta do backstory. On so this yeah, make me this understand. Was, this was understand. one of the matches with the least amount of hype going in. It, it was one until of until Saturday night. Yeah, the night before. The <laughs> yeah. So, actually, even before that. Yeah. You know, 
a lot of wrestlers nowadays use Twitter uh, when they can't get everything done on TV. And Austin Aries had made some comments uh, that were taken personally by Taya and Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, what comments did he make? Uh, he he called her husky or well, something. Well, this apparently like that. first Johnny said something about Austin being short, and then he went off about that. Okay, <laughs> the short That's what I got out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he called her husky and something else. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he then they I, went on TMZ. Yep, <laughs> Taya and Johnny. Um, and then it? Austin, who was going to uh, supposedly you got you know read into it what you will, was going to apologize, but then he said they decided to make a publicity stunt on it so that doesn't deserve an apology. And it either caused a real ruckus at the Hall of Fame ceremony or they're just really good at what they do. And, hmm. and the, we'll I get, think we'll they're get into really it good more at what later. they do. I like that the lines are really blurred with this. Then it could be either or. So. Me too. Um, to jump into the match, though, Really snug, really stiff at the beginning. Um, I wonder why. If they were going for that work shoot thing where they're trying to keep us guessing after the TMZ thing, after the Hall of Fame thing where they had the fight and everything, it worked because me and you, everybody in the building, were believing it. Um, mm-hmm. A couple times you can even see on like Johnny, if it was if it was a work, Johnny was really selling it. Yeah. Both of them were really selling it. At one point... Austin got a beer from a fan and just basically punched Johnny in the face with a beer. Um, <laughs> what else? They, the one they were just basically the first five minutes was them just trying to not even figure it out because it's not the usual like oh we're gonna do the takedown jump over headlock this. It was no, I'm not letting you out of this hold even though I'm supposed to because you want me to. They were just basically trying to power each other out, which was which really worked. It came over pretty good. Like. What are they doing? Are we getting it? Are we not getting it? Are they working? Or is, is Austin going against script? What is it? But it ended up being a very, very physical match and yeah, a very yep. good match all the way up until the end. Um, the end, which we can go right to. It's everyone's been talking about it. Um, Johnny hits his finisher, Starship, um, Starship Pain. Pain, for the one, two, three, which should be a celebratory moment. Um, Johnny is the new Impact World Champion. But Austin Aries, after Johnny's still on the ground selling the match, mm-hmm. Austin Aries just pops up, throws a couple birds up to the impacts management management oh, area. Norholm was sitting up there with that. That's what I heard. Yeah. Um, so up in that area, he flipped the bird, just gets up, walks out of the ring, and just continues to flip the bird to everybody. Um, and the, the crowd, Johnny's sitting in the ring like, what the hell's going on? I looked at Moose yeah, and Killer Moose Cross. And Killer Cross Moose confused. goes up to Killer Cross. He goes, I don't know. He goes, I don't know. He just walked out. So they're trying to figure it out. If it was a work, they did a fucking phenomenal job of doing it. I just don't think it was the right pay-per-view to do it. My opinion. Yeah. If this is your biggest show, making light of the fact that wrestling's fake and wrestling's a work and all this stuff, probably not your best spot to do it in on your quote-unquote biggest pay-per-view. Just my opinion. Now, how did y'all feel just being there live when this shit was going on? I loved so, it. So, I, I haven't, <laughs> like, I haven't gone end, back like, to watch it yet, but I want, I, I'm interested to know what the, fan, the fans at home actually got to see. Because according to P.D. Williams, who was working production that night, he, he was telling production, get the camera off of him. You know, we, we can't let him 
see it no selling the match. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know what they saw. So we, I haven't we got gone to see back everything because yeah. we weren't down by the camera. Oh but. yeah, I even tried to get a picture of Austin flipping everybody, but he he ran out of there before I could get it. Yeah, mine was blurred, so I just deleted it. <laughs> I have a good couple. I have a good couple pictures of Johnny with the title though. Yeah. Um, but overall, Mike, my, my first show with Impact, thank you, Pat, for bringing me mm-hmm. um, and getting me to go out there. Um, I had a fucking blast. Like, I had a great time. Um, felt there were maybe a little too many tag team matches, but other than that, I felt like the tag team matches we did have were pretty damn yeah. good. Thank you. You brought. I forgot about that criticism. I, I wish there had been a couple of more singles stories yeah. going on. And the, the, what, on your biggest show of the year, and only two of the four championships you have are being defended, it's kind of... Eh. Yeah, um, that would be the only thing because I felt like Slammiversary felt bigger. Yeah, and as somebody who went to that show, yeah, Slammiversary was definitely the bigger show. And that's not only in 2018. Slammiversary always seems to be the better show, even though they tell I always thought it was the, the biggest because of I always seen like. Because most of the, like a lot of the matches I think of as my favorites happen at Slammiversary. Me too, yeah. Not Bound for Glory. Me too. And that's why I've always thought of it as the bigger show. And then when they always hype up Bound for Glory, I'm like, but you never make it that big with the matches you present. You yep. always present the bigger matches at Slammiversary. So, I don't know. But overall, I can't wait to go back. Yep. When are we getting you to an Impact show there, buddy? ASAP, man. I'm kind of disappointed. That Tennessee? I you want to go to yeah. Tennessee? Oh, oh, I do have to add this. There was some hot shaming at Bound for Glory. Scarlett oh. was not on the show. So, I know man. you're very upset about that. Ace. I love her. <sighs> she's amazing she's hey send your video in scarlet at impactwrestling.com she, she's looking for someone to manage oh really yeah it's open to non-wrestlers yeah couple hey. oh, uh, we, we might have to get yeah, in there yeah we might have to uh, she want to be part of the cave we need a woman we need <laughs> a woman on the cave slide right in we do need DMs. a woman um, hey the only thing I'm trying to slide is up. Uh, <laughs> uh, to wrap up this little just indie playing, round I'm just playing, I'm just playing. to wrap <laughs> To wrap up this little indie roundup we're doing, um, the New Japan shows. We've also been gone for the last two New Japan shows. Um, I won't go over the whole card, but you want me to talk about a few of the big things that have happened there? Yeah. Because um, we had... The triple Threat match was one of them. Well, we had a few things. We had Fighting Spirit Unleashed, which the biggest things to come out of that one, that one was in Long Beach, right? Was that the one in Long Beach? or Yeah, yeah Long Beach at the Walter Pyramid. The biggest thing out of that one... Um, See, there's so many that happened so quick. That was the one where Jay White and Gato defeated... No. Okay, that's the one where Marty won his match to go in the tournament final. Uh, That's where the Young Bucks lost the Tag Team Championships to the uh, Gorillas of Destiny. Mm -hmm. Um, Cody beat uh, Juice um, in their um, United States Championship match. Can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, go for it. Um, for Juice to, you know, cut the cut, cut the type of promo he cut, you know, take the type of losses that he took in the G1, and to really not really have a run like that, just to take the title off of him, I kind of I felt like it was counterproductive, I kind of felt like he needed a run, especially when Cody was already a champion, he didn't need a second belt, but when that happened, you know, I realized what was going to happen towards the future, but we can stop right there as far as that, but my thing is, you know, I kind of wish Juice would have had a run. I think he deserved the run, the work that he was putting in, the promos that he was putting in. And I was kind of disappointed that that he just lost, you know, the belt like that. Um, that was my that was my take on it. How, how did you feel about it, Kay? I was a little upset. I thought Juice was going to get a little bit of a longer run. 
Yeah. Um, I felt that that belt at the time that he got it was perfect for him. Um, but at the same time, Cody, it makes sense too. For me, I, I think it makes sense with Cody too, uh, especially what he's doing with the NWA. He's still working with Ring of Honor. I feel like he brings a good spotlight to that belt. Um, do they need him? No. Do they need him to have that? No, they don't. Um, I know a lot of people are getting a little... I know a lot of the New Japan purists are getting a little upset that a lot of the gaijins have all the uh, yeah, all the, all the belts. Um, not necessarily white. But, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, just the non-Japanese. Because um, I know G.O.D. and the Young Bucks with the tag belts. Um, I know the six-man also is not... like. Personally, I just think no matter what, as long as people are talking about New Japan, it's good. It, it's for their expansion in the states. They, yeah, exactly. They, they have. They, to, I don't need somebody the American audience can understand. Yeah. So. I think it's good for what they're trying to do. So I feel like it's good that Cody has it right now. You yeah. see that belt in other promotions? It's a good thing. Absolutely. I just you know if you you don't don't build up a star and then shit on a run. You know I I should I I spoke on that in WWE. I got I got to keep that same energy with New Japan. But you can't yeah, you can't you can't say they're shitting on them yet because yeah, it's, it's only been a month. It's only been a month and it's not WWE. They did this yeah. for a reason because yeah. they actually do plan shit. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Well, yeah, I guess there's the wrong terminology as far as shitting on them, but you know, I the stopping go I'll say stopping go push or the or the go and the stop quick, push. The quick yeah. like yeah, the traditional, yeah, yeah you. you know. The momentum. Yeah, and, and that's and it different. Felt, it feels like it's kind of halted a little bit. Is that what you kind of feel like? Yeah, and you? he was, and it was actually working for him. Like it was, he was actually doing good. And then it's just like, you put the strap on him, take some more losses, and it's just like, okay, go give it to Cody, all right. And now he's, you know, has two belts at the same time, okay. And then he goes for, then he, then he goes for the, the big one. He tried to get the trifecta, you know what I'm saying? But what, what else happened on that particular card that night? Uh, the Bucks and then the Golden Lovers in the main event defeated the Chaos Tag Team of Okada and Tom, Tomo, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, who I love. I love Ishii. I love Ishii. I love the Golden Lovers Tag Team matches. All their matches are the, golden. Yeah. <laughs> the net. I mean, I feel like that pay per view kind of set up what we got a week later um, yeah. at King of Pro Wrestling, which I want to talk about. Well, first of all, Suzuki Goon kept. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championships, El Desperado and Kanemaru defeated Thunder, Jushin Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask. Um, I'm going to skip a couple of these other things because they're not too big. I just want to get right into, we we basically had Bullet Club OG, which I guess Firing Squad OG. We had Fale, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and uh, Taiji Ishimori defeat the elite of the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and the crown jewel himself, Chase Owens. Um... Bullet Club's just a mess, man. What yeah. is it? Like, I know they're tweeting out, like, my final shirt, this and that, but, like, the overall Bullet Club is a mess. Yeah, so much. Um, I feel like it's too many members. That's the first thing. Sounds like another faction. Um, yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like the elite is the elite. I don't even really associate well, I, them that's, with the, That's what's I, coming now. Yeah, I don't even really associate them with Bullet Club. From a business standpoint, I understand they own the Elite. They don't own Bullet Club. That's the New Japan thing. Um, it's best that they keep their options. Is, is, is I'm glad that you know they did the business move. The OGs, um, you know, they on top right now. Other than you know, Kenny. Well, I can't even say they on top. They're they're doing their thing. Both parties are doing their thing. But I do feel like like Chase. I don't. 
I don't know why he's in it. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect. You know what I'm saying? But he, what in the elite? Yeah, I, is he in the elite? Or I mean, he's he just he tags with them all the time. I mean, he tags with pretty much everyone in Bullet Club. But he was in in this particular matchup. He was with the elite. He was well, with the Young Bucks, and he was with uh, hey, Man. I guess I guess he's bullet. I guess he's just the elite slash. Uh, he's the crown jewel. Man. Crown Jewel. I'm uh, calling WWE Crown Jewel. I'm calling it WWE Chase Owens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not referring to it as Crown Jewel anymore. I'm referring to it as Chase Owens. So obviously he has just a contract with New Japan. He's I have I haven't seen him in Ring of Honor. He I don't see him. He hasn't. He's wrestled. pretty much on New Japan. And yeah. Just um, so, some other promotions. I don't know. To me, he's just a guy. Honor. He's just an extra body in there when he's on New Japan. You know, I don't see him in the states. Um, I don't see him at the signings. I don't see him. He wasn't at All In, had nothing to do with All In at all. He just seems like, you know, he's just filling in a slot. That's what it just seems like. Uh, as far as the OGs, you know, they're the tag team champions now. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what they, I guess, but they acquired, you know, another member. I, mean, I don't know if we're ready to talk about that yet. I'm about to get to it. Yeah. You want to go? Before we get to that, I'll just run through these next couple matches real quick. Chaos, who is also in Chaos because they are also a mess. Uh, they defeated Suzuki Goon in a six-man tag. Real quick, I'm not going to touch on this too much, but the eight-man tag match saw a new member of LIJ, Los Ingobernables de Japón, in Shingo Tagagi, who is pretty well known outside of New Japan and in other uh, promotions. Uh, pretty much the biggest one would be in Dragon Gate, where he's been open the Dream Gate champion. He's been open the Triangle Gate champion, open the Twin Gate champion. Uh, he's won King of the Gate tournament. So that guy, that guy's been around, and that guy's done a lot of things. So that um, is a huge addition for LIJ. Um, and they also won that match against Chaos, which was Okado, or Okada, Yano, and then Yo and Sho. But the next match... Before we get to the other thing, Evil versus Zack Sabre Jr. never got started, which doesn't happen in New Japan a lot. They do not end in no contests a lot. Why did it? Why, why did it not happen? Because um, Jericho just popped in the crowd once again. He didn't pop out of the crowd. He popped out as a fucking druid in Evil's little. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil's little gang of oh, misfits yeah, 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 yeah. that he's got. Um, Undertaker Light, I like to call. Oh, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like Evil, but not that much. Uh, I want I want Y2J to just annihilate him. I want him to defend. He's the my fucking least favorite. Title. He's my least favorite Lij member. I want him to defend the fucking title. That's what I want him to do. It's coming. It's coming. Please do. Yeah, he, man. You know what I'm it's saying? coming. Um, I, I like the face paint. I like what he's doing. Like he pops. You never know where the help Jericho's gonna pop out, especially popping out like that. He's the greatest. So he's gonna face. It looks like. Well, not. It looks like that is the matchup now. Is Evil versus Jericho a power struggle for the? Um, Intercontinental. Do you have him retaining? Absolutely. I think it's setting up uh, Naito to win it back from him at Wrestle Kingdom. That is what I think. Um, you think, Pat, you think you got Jericho retaining? I don't see Evil being uh, the one that yeah. beats him. Yeah, in my I, I, I think Jericho's going to hang on to it a little longer. Of all the people in New Japan, Evil is not going to be the one that takes it from him. Yeah. At this point, Jer- Jericho could fucking attack one of you once we leave the cave. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> I'm going to fucking check the back of my truck like, when I get out of here. He's got cabins available on his cruise. I'm coming for you, bitch. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, but guy, I mean, less the guy than ten left. Russell I mean, the guy is coming for you. Yeah, Jericho. we we on your ass, Jericho. But you know, we love you at the same time, and um, I mean, you're the greatest at, at what you do. I mean, at this point, you know, if if I if I see any hard cameras in the fucking aisle, I'm looking for Jericho at this fucking point. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait for that one to see Jericho again in New Japan Power Struggle. Yeah. Um. Next match, real quick. It was for the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Another great match. Um. Here's the thing, like with uh, junior cha- junior heavyweight championship, it's really interesting because Marty can't beat Kushida, but Osprey can't beat Marty, uh, which is gr- it's just like so many different things. Like it's it's really funny because even the match before this at um the King uh, uh, the fighting fighting style, there's so many these freaking names with that man. Yeah, uh, fighting style unleashed. Um, the match that they had, um, Osprey and Skrull. If you go back, it actually harkened back to their match before where Always they great. did the um, Spanish fly and he almost killed himself. Yeah. The original match, yeah. the one before that. Um, so they almost went for it and did it and they kept acting like they were going to do it. Um, but that match was just great. And again, great Skrull, match. there's two things. What, what What is it? Death taxes and Skrull beats Osprey. That's what Marty likes to say. And and loses to fucking Kushida. And he beats and he loses to Kushida. So Kushida is your new junior heavyweight champion. Like why? Uh, for now, for now, another great match. I mean, the junior heavyweight, they always put on classics. Do you think Marty should just go heavyweight? Not is yet. It, is not it time? Yet. Not, yet. Not, not yet. That that junior heavyweight division is real light right now. So okay. they can't they can't lose him right now. Especially with uh, Hiromu being out for so long right now, they can't lose Marty too. And with Neville going to Dragon Gate, yeah, he should have went. The Who fuck knows? Maybe he'll come. Maybe, maybe I maybe. hope so. Um, next match. This is the one you wanted to talk about. Hiroshi Tanahashi against Jay White for the right to be in the main event at the Tokyo Dome for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. What a way to get your heat back! It's pretty solid. It's apparent to me that talk to him. It's apparent to me that that's their fucking guy. You know okay. what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, you you <laughs> Kenny wants you. You don't fuck with Kenny. You go with Okada. You turn on Okada. You get his manager. Then you go to the fucking OGs. You know what I'm saying? It's like Jesus, man. You can't trust that motherfucker right there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Blair. Switch Blair. He went from the Bullet Club to Chaos back, back to, to Bullet, Bullet Club. Club. <laughs> Just different version of Bullet Club. Yeah. But I gotta say, man, I love what he's doing. I love what he's doing too. I'm not now, and I and I gotta keep this, keep the same energy. So y'all remember is in the group. If y'all remember my post, I was saying, you know, I gotta really, I gotta watch some more of his matches because I, I didn't really like the match that he had with um, Hangman too much. I gotta really, really solely like if y'all if y'all listening to me, please send me some more of his matches. Cause I remember, I remember it was one dude. He sent me like three of them. Um, I haven't seen a match that I really, really like dug into that I, like you know I really, really like on my, my type of level. But I do love his character. I do love his image. I like I, I love the way he looks. Um, Pauls, you know what I'm saying. Um, I like how he carries himself, even though he's a snake. He's a fucking snake, like a motherfucker. Um, but at the end of the day, man, he's very, very entertaining, and he comes across uh, like yeah, well, yeah. Well, do you want to talk about that whole swerve, the whole thing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get into so, it. um. Basically, the whole thing, like I kind of called it a, m- a couple, a little while ago. Not called it, but I hoped it would happen because we had Okada and Tanahashi faced off for that, um, the briefcase, and Okada lost. Um, so then you had the thing tonight, or not tonight, in this match, and Okada had to come out and save Tanahashi, kind of. And it looked like for a second that, that Okada was going to turn and like go after him. 
And then Gato just Gato turns his back on Okada. I can't. Um, yeah, how about that? That was one of the biggest things I took from these two pay per views. After all this time, Gato turns on Okada, goes with Switchblade, and not only does that happen, but then they both pretty. I guess they both join Bullet Club because Gato. I'm getting. Yeah. And then did Club. did Jado too? Like, cause Jado was out there. Yeah. Did all three of them join Bullet Club? Like that's. I the, guess. Yeah. I know we've had a lot of like junior tag league stuff going on since then, but I, I I'm I still got to catch up on that. I guess <laughs> I'm really just looking forward to power struggle. Where the fuck does uh, Okada go last... <laughs> He took everything from Okada. Uh, he's gonna. I'm, that, that's gonna be Okada against Switchblade at, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Then he, did he, he already beat Okada, correct? He did. You think he's gonna beat him again? Um, let me just make sure because I don't want to spew off. I want to say there. he beat Okada. I do want to say that. Because, I mean, if he was going after the ace, can't go after the ace and not beat Okada. Especially Okada's fucking crazy now with fucking balloons and shit. Yeah. He better beat Okada with balloons if you were Switchblade. Better Switchblade one of those fucking balloons. Yeah, but then, um, I just think it's it's interesting to see how, how different Bullet Club is now. Because that's pretty much Bullet Club, the way that they're now talking about it that oh this is going to be our last bullet club shirt like pretty much all the elite are saying that so i'm guessing they're just going to go out start their own elite to be branded because bullet club's owned by new japan so they're gonna that's my guess so now you're gonna have chaos and the elite is going to be a new thing in new japan well i mean we know it's been like issues new because they've been around but you know you get me but we know it's been issues with like management as far as like you you know with with the elite in general, supposedly, supposedly, supposedly. So I don't know if the, if this is a work, if this is a way that they're negotiating, you know, money, or if they're considering actually leaving and actually considering going to WWE. Either way, Bullet Club they have too many members, um, yep. and I mean, I guess the OGs is just going to run shit now. NWO Bullet Club. I guess they're going to run <laughs> shit now. I mean, you got Jay, you got one of the hottest, you got the hottest hills. Him and Tama together. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a good yeah. combo. And they got the straps already. I mean, I don't know. Jay's going to get a belt eventually. I, I just wish we would come out and have a more structured, like, hey, this is, I don't, like, if, is it OGs? Is it Bullet Club OGs or Firing Squad? And is it, because as far as, like, here's what I grabbed from it, this is what I'm guessing, is it's Taiji Ishimori. It's Bad Luck Fale. It's G.O.D., obviously. Switchblade now. And then is Eddie Eagles in there now? Because that's who Taiji Ishimori's been tagging with in the Junior Tag League. So I don't know. But I, I, I'm i guessing that's the core is Bone Soldier, G.O.D., Fale, I like Bone Switchblade, Soldier. Gato, and I guess Jado, too. I don't, I don't know. Bone Soldier need that need that, need that that uh that Cruiserweight belt. The Junior? He needs to be in that division a little bit more. Kishida doesn't need that shit. Yeah. <laughs> they just rinse, re- rinse, wash, and repeat over yeah. and over again. That's like, what I'm saying. That's why I say. They I mean, can't. one of them, one of them got to have a belt. I guess well, it's that like, four. Fuck. They have the core four, and outside the core four, it's Marty, it's Will, it's Hiromu, and then it's oh shit, oh my god, I can't. and then and Will, Kushida. And Sorry. Will's out. He's that's injured. the core four. Like that's their junior division. And Will's out for now. Yeah. So, what do you think of the main event, the triple threat? Cody, I Kenny, fucking Coda. loved it, man. Cody, man, fuck, wait, man, listen, man. Cody is stepping this shit up. I, I really like the role he played in that match. I love when he wrestles against those two gentlemen. The matches that he had, you know, with Kenny and the matches that he had uh, with Kota Bushi, which is one of my favorite 
they were like two of my favorite workers, especially Kota Ibushi, especially Kenny, obviously. But for for Cody to keep up with them the way he's been able to keep up and just be on that 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 level, that superstar level, is fucking great. If he ever does, which I'm sure he will, go to WWE, he's not coming back as uh, Stardust at all. He's coming back the American uh, Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. That's what I'm trying to say. Um. Trying to think if there's anything else, really. There's too many call. spots to call. And actually, oh, yeah. last thing. So this was our big, like, basically, we're just going to recap all of our indies and everything like that. Why not? MLW, because you know I love MLW. I talk about it all the time. MLW has upcoming shows in Chicago. Uh, the night before, we will be in Poughkeepsie. We will be in Poughkeepsie, me and Pat, uh, November 9th. Kenny Omega vs. Phoenix is advertised. We got RVD vs. Jack Swagger. David Arquette's wrestling. A whole bunch of stuff. The night before, MLW has a show in Chicago, and also the night before, Ring of Honor has a show in Massachusetts. I really want to go to that one. Um, but some matches for people that hear me talk about MLW, some matches to check out. This past week, we had Filthy Tom Lawler versus Shane Strickland, which was amazing. If you don't know who Shane Strickland is, he's also on Lucha Underground. Um, he's also just pretty much everywhere. Um I don't know about you guys, but I love the new Heart Foundation, what they're doing right now with Pillman, Teddy Hart. And, I enjoy um, what I see from them. Yes. Uh, Teddy just had one of his pretty much debut singles match this past week. Or not Teddy, sorry. Brian Pillman Jr. had his uh, pretty much debut singles match in MLW. Teddy's been around. This is like second or third sting with MLW. Um, <laughs> another great match that just happened was Pentagon Jr. against uh, L.A. Park. In a Mexican death match, which was fucking fantastic. Um, if you haven't checked that out, you should check check it out. Um, they set up from that the Lucha Brothers, Penta, and his brother Phoenix, who are the current MLW Tag Team Champions. They're going to be facing L.A. Park and El Hijo de L.A. Park, the son of L.A. Park, <laughs> the Parks, uh, in a tag team match coming up. And then this Friday is their Halloween show, the... Match I'm looking forward to the most is going to be Jimmy fucking Havoc against Sammy Callahan in a spin the wheel, make the deal match. So, if again, I'm going to say it every fucking week. If you're not watching MLW, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go watch it. I'm definitely Anything else on this episode? I'm not missing that shit. Go, go back and Callahan? watch all that other shit. Jeez. Oh, last thing. NWA. All this retaining or re- regaining. Regaining. He won back his NWA championship. Obviously, Jazz keeping her championship and saying she wants to go after the ten pounds of gold. Pat, shout you out to Willie. It, shout out to Willie Mack. Go watch that two out of three falls match. That's my <laughs> my comment about that show. But also, uh, uh, go watch go watch the Willie Mack uh, versus versus Samuel Shaw for Willie the motherfucking Mack. That's Ooh, all. That's match. all I gotta that's say. A, NWA. How, how, how was the match though? I didn't watch it yet. How did you feel about it? How did you feel about the Cody in the match? Cody and uh, Cody and Aldis. Cody and I, you know, this watching the ten pounds of gold series on YouTube. Which I was is really digging the story going into it. Basically, you know, the arg, arg, argument over who did more for the championship. You know, Cody go saying I've got this championship exposed, or as you know, you say you're a company guy. What's what is that exactly when your championship hasn't really had any spotlight in a long time? So, um, and all you know, Aldis had had it worked out in his own mind. You know that that he had gotten screwed at all in 
because he wasn't on his turf, so he got a little bit of an insurance policy. I don't remember her name, to be honest with you. But some, basically somebody to um, balance out against Brandy. Uh, they both wound up getting thrown out in the end. Uh, they also For this match, they also had several former NWA champions at ringside. I, I, I thought that was actually a really cool cool thing. That, that played into the match how do you at f- some point as well. How do you feel about the, the uh, their new belt that they debuted, that Willie Mack one? How you, how oh, you I like think it? it's dope. I, I love that national championship belt. Do you think you think Willie's gonna be able to hold on to it for some time and travel? It, yeah, it dep- Obviously, he can still appear for them, being an impact. I wasn't sure if they'd have him win it if he signed some kind of exclusive agreement. So, yeah, we'll see where we'll see where it goes. But I I don't think they'll take it off of him right away by any means. Right. Um. Shit. I think. I think for the indie wrap up, man, indie New Japan Impact MLW our travels. I feel like that was a good again little recap of what we've missed while we were gone for these yeah. couple weeks. We got yeah. to come up with a name for this for this for this show. Again, if you're not happy on Mondays and Tuesdays, go support your local promotions. Yes, specifically or even something else on TV. Yeah, specifically November 9th, If you guys want to come hang out with us. Uh, me and Pat again. We're keeping our and tag. Oscar so far. And Oscar's coming. I know the True Heels. Where are we going? You coming? Poughkeepsie. We're going to Poughkeepsie. Kenny Omega versus Phoenix. Oh shit! Yeah. Where is that? Where's it at? Where's it gonna be at? Poughkeepsie, New York. New York. Okay. We're going. So if you guys want to come out, we will be there. Me and Pat are keeping our tour going. Mine as well, right, Pat? Yep. We've been going strong. We had three good ones this past month and the last month. Keep it going with this one. Why not? Right. Yep. Why not? Um. As always, follow us on Facebook, Russell K Podcast. As always, on Instagram, on Twitter, um, pretty much everywhere, Spotify, and just check out everything on YouTube that's coming. We're gonna be, we got our first video up with Raise the Bar Wrestling, and then we're gonna put some definite, definite interviews up that we got from there too. Um, yeah, that's about it. It's Russell K. We out. Your show number two of the night. Check out our ne- our uh, other episodes. We're gonna be posting too. All right. Yeah. On to the next one. You ready? Uh, You ready?